You know, worship is so important. You know, we should never lose the awe and the wonder of who our God is. I mean, it's so easy to just make everything so casual, right? And, um, and so we just want to lift him up tonight and, and bless him. And, and so uh, I'm thankful uh, uh, Pastor Matt asked me to come and share a word with you tonight. I'm honored to do that. I, I tell you what, when he and Pastor Matt and Pastor Mark get up here and they deliver these well-fine-tuned messages, I'm sitting there like, I'm like, I feel like three levels up from a dirt clod sucking air. I mean, I just like, you're really blessed how they rightly dividing the word of truth. And, um, but, but isn't it great that um, God knows each of us by name and he's carved out a purpose and, and actually a calling for everyone here. Uh, and, and you don't have to try to categorize that, but... Uh, if you're in Christ, he's working through you. And, and, and that's how you can put that, you know. So, so uh, we're glad to be here. Uh, as mentioned this morning, we depart Thursday. We go overseas. And Angie's been telling me it's a little longer. I keep saying two months, but she says, no, it's not. And I, I counted it up. It's 10 weeks. And I'm like, Wow, so uh, I'm thankful she's going to be with me, going to be in Six Nations. And, um, and so we want to just tell you a little bit about our ministry for those who don't know us. And we're going to get right into the word here tonight. I appreciate you coming out on a Sunday night and uh, to worship our glorious, our wonderful Savior. Amen. And so and now listen, does that clock on the back actually tick down? There you go. All right, so anyway, um, you know, in 2010, we, we launched uh, Kingdom Ministries International, and we have an international ministry after serving here 19 years in this house, had incredible times, and, and, uh, and so God has is, is opened up, and he sent us to the continent of Europe, and, and we're working there, and I, I just want to give you a, just a testimony or a highlight um, go to the next slide there. And if you want to just stay in tune with what's happening, it's our website. Hey, listen, I don't have a fancy QR code that you can, you can um, <laughs> uh, see right now. But hey, mykmi.com, uh, .org, I mean. And just, hey, look, there's articles there. You can communicate with us there. You can donate. It's connected to the, the church website here. Um, and, uh, and just see what's happening with upcoming outreaches. And over the next 10 weeks, we will be posting uh, things about what God is doing. Amen. And uh, we have so many testimonies of, of what God's doing. And so we're really glad to, to share this with you. Um, one of the, the countries we've really been focused with over the last year and a half is the, is the country of Ukraine uh, because we had seed there. And, um, and you can go to the next slide there. Uh, we, uh, in 2015, I connected with a pastor named uh, Joseph Esenov, and, and you can go to the next slide. That's him and his wife, uh, Tanya, and, and their, their youngest daughter, Kira. And uh, we've been connecting there. And over the last year and a half, we spent a little over six months in Ukraine, various parts of the nation. Um, 
just ministering to people, a desperate people, uh, going through uh, the, literally the worst time of their life. But, uh, he, you know, he sent out a clarion, he, just this call, a real clear call, help us. And, and you know, the scripture came to me, when, when you have the opportunity to do good, do good to all men, especially the household of faith. And so we, we canceled our, our plans and we went to Ukraine. And, and so you've seen some, some of the things that we've been doing. And, and so one of the countries we're going to be ministering in um, is Ukraine out of these six nations. going to be in Romania, Hungary, Ukraine, India, and England, and Wales. And so uh, Ukraine is, is a big part of what we do. Go to the next slide here, uh, and I'll go through this quickly. This is this past spring. We went near the, the cities of uh, Bakhmut and the Donetsk region. Go ahead. We had to wear body armor because rockets and anything can happen. We came across, as we was going to the, the city, we were going to do outreach. Uh, we sponsor these outreaches. And I tell you what, if it wasn't for partners like Destiny Church and people uh, helping us, these outreaches wouldn't happen. And so we take two van loads full of thousands of pounds of food, and uh, we travel across the, the nation of uh, Ukraine and to the eastern front lines of war. And, and here you see is um, uh, a missile had hit this road, just an incredible crater there. And there's just family vehicles just laying all over the place. And we were diverted. Go to the next slide. We, this, the, where we were going was under artillery uh, attack. And we were literally listening to the artillery of the Russian and Ukrainian army ex exchanging. And you can see the smoke plumes uh, along that area. And so we were just getting out of there uh, quick. So, and I was really bummed because I, well, where are we going to do the outreach? We are all geared up. Is the outreach even going to happen? Where do we go from here? Because, because you just can't go everywhere. There's literally millions of landmines all over this place. And so, um, but the uh, pastor Joseph got on the phone and he found a connection in another city. And go to the next slide uh, here. It was the city of, of Izum, I-Z-I-U-M, Izum. And uh, I didn't know ahead of time, but this was a, a city that had been occupied by the invading army for nearly a year. And when the, the army withdrew, uh, they, they, they found mass graves there of over 500 people. And because of the mixed audience here tonight, I don't want to tell you what they found when they exhumed the people, what had been done to them. These are citizens, unarmed citizens. And, and so this, this city had lived under the, the torment and the trauma of what happened in their neighborhoods. And, and people, hey, people are living in this building, you see, up on the fourth floor, no water, no electricity, surviving in one of the corners of the, uh, of the building there. And so, but this man knew four areas of this city that we could do the outreach. And he met us at the outskirts of this city and he took us uh, to different areas and we did outreach. We presented the gospel. We always do that. And we give food. Now listen, 
here there, there's no infrastructure, there, there's no market, there's no gas station, there's no school buildings, there's no bus station, no train station, there's nowhere to go buy food. It's like um, a ghost town until you drive up with a van and honk the horn and people come out like ants that are still living there who they have no money to go anywhere but simply surviving. And so go to the next slide, please. Um, this lady... Um, she just looked agitated. Uh, she couldn't enter into what was happening. We were distributing food. Uh, Pastor Joseph was presenting the gospel, but she was just pacing back and forth like something heavy was on her spirit. And I couldn't speak her language, and she couldn't speak mine. And, um, and she, she, I, would, I just went over and I stood by her. You know, because what was on my heart on this mission was, was the scripture and that Jesus gave this incredible declaration to his disciples. As a father sent me, so send I you. I mean, I'm going to touch a little bit on that tonight, but that is so deep and that's so vast about our human potential in Christ. Uh, it's amazing about this new birth that we've been brought into. So I just went and stood by her. Do you know why it's important we go and we're present? Because we all carry an anointing. We're carrying the glory of God. We, we carry a presence with us that changes atmospheres. That's why it's important to, I don't have to go to Ukraine, but I believe God's designed it because every time I go, uh, things happen. Atmospheres are changed. People are built up. People are being saved and, and, and delivered. So I went and I stood by her and then she, she just looked up and just pointing up and I'm like, what is she pointing at? And I looked up on the fourth floor. There's a, there's a, a flat up there. It looks like the, the windows are gone. It looks like there's fire inside and, uh, um, part of the building was gone and, and she kept pointing up there and I realized she's saying, this is my home. This is, this is all I have left. And, and she wanted me to know that, that it's all come down to this for her. Her whole life, it's come down to this. No doubt, many of the people knew people who were in those mass graves. Relatives, friends. And every time they walk outside, they're reminded of what's happened to them. Literally, psych psychologically traumatized, okay? And heavy and broken hearted. And so I realized that. I pointed up and she nodded, yeah. And there's a moment we just caught eyes. I couldn't talk her language. She couldn't talk mine. And so I just felt impressed just to reach out and just touch her shoulder. And as I reached out, remember, as the Father sent me, so send I you. As I touched her on the shoulder, it was, there was an eruption of, of tears like a river began to flow. And it's like all the misery and all the torment and maybe even the pent up anger and, 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 and rage and everything that she's experienced over this past year just began to flow like a river uncontrollably. I mean, it was, an, it was like a dam burst. It was like this release happening. And, and I just stood there right by her. Everybody was doing their own thing. I just stood there with her. And, um, and, and she, she just finished and she just took a deep breath. 
And she rose up and her face was radiant with joy. It's like in just a moment with one touch, let me tell you what, God can turn around the worst of human circumstances in a moment. The Holy Spirit there brought release and freedom. Did not Christ come declaring freedom today? Did he not come to heal the broken heart? Did he not come to set the captives free? And she was, it was like a joy unspeakable and full of glory. We see this everywhere we go. Instantaneous transformation by the power of God. And it's, it's not the words that I know because what do you say to somebody like this? Oh, hey, cheer up. Joy comes in the morning. No, that doesn't work. Hey, you know, this, hey, this moment's not going to last forever. Human words are worthless to someone who's experiencing. But we have the Holy Spirit in us to release rivers of living water. And she was able to join in with the others and go to the next slide here. Uh, there she is. You see that aqua green, green. She was able to join with us. These are people who gave their hearts and lives and, and confessed their sins and received Jesus at that one spot. About 90 people that day received the Lord Jesus, confessing him as Lord, confessing their sins and prayed with us. And, and we're rejoicing with that. Amen. Now, that's, yeah, that's awesome. You know, but you think how my day started. Or, or the whole trip. Here I am from Texas. I'm going across the sea. We gather stuff with a team of two vans and six men. And we travel across Ukraine to be in the war zone. But the place that we were going to was, was being shelled and, and bombed. We had to make a change of plans. Where do we go? We don't know. Is anything good going to happen from this? But, but, but God knew. I mean, there was a lady in his Zoom who needed deliverance. God knew that there was a lady in torment that needed ministry. And just think about how he divinely directs our steps and he brought us to a place and this lady was touched and her life was transformed and changed and we're seeing this. Uh, in fact, I have to take pictures with folks before and after. It's, it's amazing. Go to the next slide. See these men? This is in a different part of that city. You see the look of suspicion? Hey, they had been occupied by a foreign army for a year. And let me tell you, I know, because I, I've heard from the locals through translators, everywhere the invading army has occupied, there have been atrocities against humanity. Can't go into it. we got children in the room. But here they are, suspicious. Looking on. Maybe their hearts are hardened, okay? But then we, we go ahead and we start ministering the gospel. And, and we spend a little time. Go to the next slide. That's, that's an after picture. Look at this. All right, go to the next slide. Ministering in a, another part. Go to the next slide. Pray with them, ministering the gospel. Look at these faces. 
Amen. This is a work where grace invades the worst of humanity's situation. And look what comes out. Amen. And if God can do that in Ukraine with what these people are, can he not do it right here in San Antonio? Can he not liberate? Can he not free? Can he not give joy unspeakable and full of glory? Can he not redeem and lift up? We've got to lift up our expectations. We need to stop thinking small thoughts of our God. He is king of kings and Lord of lords. And he can break you at any moment if we dare rise up in his name amen and say here my God use me use me I can't wait to get back to these nations I can't wait to minister oh man uh, go to the next slide please oh these are orphans war orphans no father no mother They've been extracted out of the war zone, taken to a state orphanage in the West, and, and they're living with kids with the same dilemma. No mom, no dad. Living with so much uncertainty, they don't know. But God gave us the, the open door to we could go in and love on them and pray with them and bless them, you know. So, uh, you know, hey, listen, we live in a world that's on fire. But this is where God has opened the doors for us to go. And these are the people that we're ministering to. And I don't, want, I don't want you to know, church, we're doing it together. Without you, we couldn't do these outreaches. These people on these cities, I have a one shot. I will probably never, ever see them again. We cross paths. There's millions that need ministry right now. They need Jesus. They need hope. They, they, they need to behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. They have broken hearts and they're destitute. But oh, it's the compassion of Jesus that's reaching out to them and being touched. Thank you for your gifts. Thank you for your support that enables us to go and do these kinds of things. All right? And so I'm looking forward to, to this uh, coming up, this 10 weeks and... Um, Praise God for that. Thank you. Go to the next slide. All right. The message um, uh, we're going to bring tonight is the king is calling. Now, there's been a lot of focus on the king lately, right? Amen. I think, I think uh, as a church, you're getting it straight, okay? You're, 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 you're uh, getting that message right. And, 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 and so I, I just want to um, just draw att some attention uh, about about these things. Please keep us in prayer. Angie's going to be ministering the ladies. We're going to be in leadership conferences, ministering to pastors. And oh, don't forget, first time ever going to India to minister to pastors in um, uh, persecuted uh, church, the persecuted church. Right now, India is facing the worst persecution it has in decades. The president of India, they have a new president, he's a radical Hindu, who's announced that any Indian who is not Hindu is not a true Indian and needs to be driven from the country. And so they're state-sponsored um, militant type groups that will go into a church like this, beat people, arrest pastors, burn the church, burn the Bibles, and they're literally facing the worst persecution they faced. In. But God has opened up the door, and I'm going to be traveling to uh, India with my, my friend Kingsley Armstrong, and we're going to minister to these pastors. Please keep us in prayer, and pray for my health too. Amen. 
I think Andy's got more germs that my body doesn't even know about. And so uh, (laughs) I need prayer, practical prayers. So it's good. The king is calling. The king is calling. I'd like for you to turn to Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. And uh, let's just pause a minute. Great God and King, our Lord Jesus Christ, we pause and acknowledge the mightiness of your name, the mightiness of your word, the mightiness of the Spirit of God and your love. And we invite you to speak to us or give us ears to hear. Lord, give us eyes to see. Lord, I pray, Lord, as we we just focus on you for the next few minutes here, the Lord, that you will visit us, Lord, and as we exalt you, Lord, you will change and transform people here tonight and thus touching this city through this people and the world in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The king is calling. Amen. First of all, he's calling us to himself. Amen. Matthew chapter 11, verse 20, 28. Listen to the word of the Lord. Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. All right? The king is calling. I mean, this is an incredible uh, invitation we have here tonight. And, uh, you know, you can receive a lot of invitations. You can receive birthday invitations, wedding invitations. You can receive a housewarming invitation party, okay? You can, you can receive invitations from important people and people you don't want to be around, okay? But, but if there's ever a voice to get your attention, it's the voice of our king. If there's ever a word that is to to move and warm and emblazon our spirit, it's when our Lord speaks. Amen. Amen. And so he's saying, come. I'm not talking about, about someone famous, a TikTok guru or an athlete. Okay. I mean, if, if we said, hey, come Sunday night. David Robinson is going to be here with a challenge word. I'm sure you would come out, you'd want to hear David Robinson. How many, how many would do that? Yeah, all right. There's a couple of honest people out here. Okay, all right. But I tell you what, I'm talking about the one who was before all things. I'm talking about the one who creates and destroys with a word. I'm talking about the one who sat enthroned during the flood, controlling all the forces of nature which he created. The one who sustains the universe. You know, scientists have found the smallest particle in the universe. They believe it's the particle of light. But within the smallest particle of the universe, they have found two smaller particles, but they're not light. They're sound waves. When you go back to Genesis, in the reference of let there be light, it's really summed up in two words, light be. Amen. Amen. Wouldn't it be interesting, and I believe it's true, 
that the words that are in the smallest particle of the universe are the words of our God who sustains everything, who puts the lights in the heavens and sustains the universe. You know, we don't, we don't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God, amen, he deserves all praise. I'm talking of one who said, the Bible says his voice makes the deer give birth. <laughs> Isn't that cool? Uh, the one who created a people for himself out of a man and a woman whose bodies were good is dead, but he wanted to make a people for himself. So he enlivened them and empowered them to bring forth a son named Isaac. And through him, the Messiah came. Amen. Oh, how great is his name here tonight. Amen. The, the one who delivered Israel out of Egypt with a mighty hand and a strong arm with terrible signs and with wonders. Amen. And his people went through the sea on dry ground and their pursuers were drowned by the same sea that God delivered them. Oh, is there nothing our God cannot do? The one who, who fought at, and took at the right time, excuse me, on human flesh, at the right time, he became Emmanuel and entered the world that he created. The one, oh, he, he caused the sun and the moon to stand still for Joshua to win. About. Could you imagine our perfect universe, our solar system orbiting, and you cause everything to pause? Wouldn't that just like blow everything apart? but not for our God. You see, the creator is greater than the creation. He's a master. Amen. And, 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 and so many times we look at him so casual and we forget who our God is. You see, David showed up on a battlefield one day, little David the shepherd boy, to bring cheese and bread to his brothers. And he found out there, there was a loudmouthed Philistine defying the armies of the living God. And then he said, who is this cat out here profaning the armies of the living God? But everybody, all the mighty men, they needed a champion that day, but everybody was hiding behind the rocks. Even the king was over in the tent. And David said, I ain't having none of this. Hold my Dr. Pepper. I'm going down to the stream. I'm getting me something. He got him five smooth songs. And you know what? He, he rose up because you know what? David wasn't scared of no giant because he remembered who his God was. Amen. The Israelites and the king, they forgot who their God was. The almighty, the one enthroned, who, who's infinite in existence, whose power is unrivaled. His love is unmatched. He is the king and he is the Lord. And right now he, he, he shouts out to all generations, come unto me. We could go a little, but he doesn't give us instruction to go anywhere else. It's come to me. What's he saying? Skip middle management and go straight to the top. I'm the CEO of all this stuff here. Come straight to the top. I mean, you know what it's like. You've got to talk to the manager. You don't like what the teller says. I want to talk to somebody. I need somebody with authority. And you would say, I want to talk to your manager, your supervisor. God is saying, look, come to me. Come to me, come to me, all you who are weary. I'm talking about a God who would rather die than us perish. How great is his name. 
How great is His power. How great is His love. How great are His mercies. Oh, we don't praise Him enough. We don't worship Him enough. The angels, they cover their faces day and night and they're crying out, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. And He's calling out to you. He's calling out to me today. Come unto me, the King of all glory. It's crying out to humanity. Is there anyone more qualified? I'm sorry, I get passionate about this stuff. Is there anyone more qualified for you to bring your needs to? For you to put your trust in? Is there one more capable than our Lord who created and sustains a universe with a word? Oh, is there anyone more faithful and true? And trustworthy than our king. Oh, if there's ever a voice to get our attention, if there's ever a voice that should bring comfort to us and compel us Godward, it is his voice. It's the voice of our king. Do you hear him calling you tonight? You know, he knows you by name. He says, I've redeemed you. I've called you by name. By name, he's calling us to himself. He's sending out this invitation. Come, all who are weary, and I will give you rest. You know, we live in a weary society. We live in a heavy laden society. Heavy laden with sin. Heavy laden with stress. Heavy laden with fear and problems. And he knows that. And his compassion, he's reaching out to humanity tonight. This invitation. In this, the context of this scripture, Jesus was thanking the Father. And oh, in, in some scriptures before, and, and how much reverence he gives the Father when he mentions his name. And, and, and he thanks him that the gospel is now being exposed, which had been hidden from the wise. You know, uh, all these years, you know, our natural brain, our natural mind can't discern anything uh, uh, about the spirit or the things of God. It can't. It's impossible. It's at war with God. Amen. God has to enliven your spirit and bring you alive, okay? That your spirit man communes with heaven, all right? And so, so we're always wrestling with our natural mind. Your natural mind will talk you out of the will of God. Your natural mind will talk you out of a breakthrough you need. Your natural mind will talk you out of the miracle you need. Why? Because it's, it's, it's trying to analyze everything logically and according to what we see, touch, smell, taste and feel, okay? It can't discern the heart of God. Your brain cannot discern the things of the Spirit and what God is doing in the earth. It can't do it. And when your brain doesn't get the information fed to it that it needs to where it can feel everything is going to be okay, that's why I can't go to the mission field logically because there's no proof it's going to be okay. <laughs> There's no proof that the money will be there. We just have to step out and do it. You know, you can't, you can't live for God through the natural mind. He gave you a natural mind for natural things. But, but I'll tell you what. And so your brain will talk you out of a minute because it's trying to analyze, okay, 
things in the natural realm. But here God is speaking, and I'm speaking beyond your natural mind tonight. I'm speaking to your spirit, man. Awaken. Awaken tonight. Awaken and be revived. Awaken and be refreshed in the things of God. You know, Jesus was speaking to a people who had become weary of the ceremonialism and and the traditions of men. And what he was saying, he was beginning to uh, lay out, what he was saying is, you know, I've got a more excellent way. Come unto me, all you who are uh, heavy laden, and I will give you rest. It was a call to saving grace. It was a call uh, that they would come into the, the rest for their souls if they would believe. You see, This command is connected to a promise, like a lot of God's commands. If you will do this, I will do that. Why? Because he wants you to exercise faith, okay? He says, if you'll come to me, I will give. I love that. When you take a step toward Christ, he gets involved. When you take a step toward Christ, he's drawing near. It was already said tonight. Thank you, James. If you draw near to me, I will draw near to you. There's so many things that God wants to do with his family. But sometimes I don't think we're hungry enough. Sometimes I don't think we're desperate enough for a move of God. Sometimes I don't, I don't think we're, we're, we're desirous enough to see the glory of God uh, come upon a people. Uh, and, but, and so God's waiting on us. If my people will, I will. But I love that because, see, he's not a dumb idol that has no eyes to see and no ears to hear, no hand, mighty hand to deliver. No, he creates and he carries. He causes to be. You know, he's an expert at taking what does not exist and causing it to exist. Whatever you're needing today, it may be beyond your reach and you may be in over your head, but come unto Jesus today and he can, in a moment, bring it into your hands. Those who are weary. It's a command with a promise. We see that a lot, you know. Jesus met the disciples. They had been fishing all night. Hadn't caught a thing. Holding empty nets. Now that's got to be frustrating for a fisherman, okay, who knows what they're doing. And he says, uh, cast it on the other side. And Peter's like, what is that going to do? We've been here all night. But something clicked in spirit, uh, uh, Peter's spirit. He said, do what he says. But he says, nevertheless, at your word. Everybody say, at your word. I'll do it. And you know what? <laughs> Jesus calls on the other side of the boat, their net to be so filled, they had to call friends. And it was, I just call it a boat sinking miracle. Let me tell you, God can bring what you need out of nowhere. God can break in at any moment. Why? Because he can. He's God. He created it all. He's a master of it all. But the, here's a good thing. The Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. The Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. And out of the compassion of his heart toward humanity, he's saying, come to me. 
Come to me. Isn't that always the message of Christ? Come to me with your sin. Come to me with your problems. Come to me with your hurts and your pains. Come to me with your, your regrets and your burdens. Come to me with what's weighing you down and, 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 and come to me with all your fears that are choking the life out of you. Come to me with the things you don't understand and your questions. Bring it all to me. Come to me. Why? Because he has a solution for your situation. He's the source. Everything else is just a resource. God can use any means, but he will use his blood. He will use his spirit. Amen. In our lives, whosoever will let him come. You know, the disciples, they didn't get this right away. I mean, Jesus is trying to gather people to himself, right? And there were throngs of people coming to see Jesus. But the disciples were all, oh, it's the kids. They're a problem. Send them away. Oh, it's the people. They're hungry. Send them away. And Jesus is like, no, no. Bartimaeus, shut up. Be quiet. You're disturbing the master. He's over there crying, son of David, have mercy on me. Send him away. But did Jesus say, no, bring him to me. Bring me those children. Bring me. Come unto me. The message of Jesus has always been come. And tonight, he wants you to know and it to be settled. You can bring anything to him tonight. You can bring him your worst nightmares. You can bring him your trauma. You can bring him your regrets. You can bring him your failures. And he will, he will minister to you and wash it all away. I was preaching in a country, Transnistria, and in, in Romania one year and went up into Germany. And I was preaching Christ. And, and I literally saw... The Holy Spirit come upon a group of people, a congregation. I've never seen it. It was so distracting. I didn't know what to do. The freedom of Christ. The goodness of Christ. Saying, come unto me. Come unto me. Come unto me. And, and I saw women smearing, uh, weeping and smearing makeup all over the face. Men weeping. They were shaking. Their hands were in their heads. They're at their seats. People started shaking the power of God. And all I had to do was say, come. And they ran to the altar, an altar like this right here with concrete floors. And it became a river of tears, stained, stained, tear-stained altar floors. People crying out to God for hours. We ministered to them for hours. I've changed my whole, whole uh, altar call to simply come. Because that's the message of Jesus. Come. Come like you are. Bring me your brokenness. Bring me your mistakes. Bring me your limitations. Oh, Come unto Jesus. If you ever wondered if you were valuable to God, if you ever wondered if God loves you, look to the cross. And if you ever wondered, can God get it done, look to the resurrection. <laughs> oh, I tell you what, He's been crucified already. It says in Romans 8.32, He that spared not His own Son, but delivered Him up for us all, how shall He not with him also freely give us all things. He's already died for you. He bore your sickness and carried away your disease in his body. He bore the sins of the world who knew no sin. Would he not help you now? Would he not? He's already done the hard part. Would he not help you? But see, our brain starts thinking all these small thoughts. And we think, well, if he supplies my need, it might break the bank of heaven. 
We, we have all these crazy ideas and, and, and things, but he will freely give us all things. King Jesus wants to settle it in your hearts and minds tonight that he can turn around life's worst situations. He is the God of the turnaround. And we can talk to him about anything. Here's a good example. I've got two minutes, 52 seconds. Or I could do like Pastor Matt and go minus 20 minutes on there. But no, I don't, I don't have that privilege. There's this guy, and I'll just allude to it. You can write this down. Matthew 5, 1 through 13 is, is a, a man, a demoniac. Jesus came into the region and this is a man who couldn't be tamed. He, he couldn't be bound. He ran naked through, through the, the cemeteries, um, cutting himself. And when he saw Jesus, he came running and fell down and worshipped him. And Jesus said, come out of him, you foul spirit. And he said, what is your name? It said, Legion. You know, Legion is 6,000. He said, legion, for there are many. That's 6,000 demons, okay? Now, I know you're probably thinking, hmm, I know somebody like that. I mean, that guy, he never, in the never, he never cuts his grass, and he's got these wild cats, and I go over to Watch Tub and spend 25 bucks on my car, and, and his cats get all over my car at night, leaving footprints everywhere. Now, he may not be legion, okay? But, but, but listen, you can bring your worst mess to Jesus, and it's not too much for him. Don't think small thoughts of our Lord, and don't think you can ask too largely of him. He says, he said, I'm the Lord God who delivered you out of the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. We honor him because we realize how massive and how capable and how loving and how gracious our God is that we can come to him. But many people run all other places seeking help. When he says, come to me, come to me first. I'm capable. I can do it. I was ministering in Berlin at a church called Reset Charlottenburg. And it was a Friday night gospel meeting. And in the last minute, the translator canceled. And, and so uh, the pastor didn't know what to do. This was scheduled. People are coming. But they remembered this young girl who could speak English. And she'd been to the church Years ago, young lady, but they hadn't seen her in so long, she'd backslidden. But they got a hold of her. And you know what? She agreed to come translate a gospel message. <laughs> and so here we are at Char uh, Reset Charlottenburg, uh, a little cafe-style church on Friday night, preaching the gospel and the freedom of Christ. About halfway through the message, she's doing She's a great translator. Halfway through the message, she bowls over and starts weeping and convulsing. And I thought, did her appendix just go? I'm looking at the pastor like, what? He's looking at me like, what? And so, and you got to understand Germans, they have a lot of personal pride. They do not want to admit any weakness to anyone else, okay? And, and but for her, she was having an episode right there in front of everybody. And, and, and eventually she got herself together. I thought she would run out. 
never be seen from again. It was over. And she continued. We finished, and man, it was a glorious night. Everybody came in and, and just pressing in and, and receiving Jesus and being touched by God. And so afterwards, it's, it, they have this little coffee bar. She said, please let me explain what happened. She said, I've been away. After, this is after so I went away from church a long time. I got married, and uh, it was an abusive relationship. And um, my marriage fell apart, and I got so angry and so bitter at God and everyone else. My heart just, I hated life. But she said, something happened tonight. I realized the grace of God. She just opened her heart, and God met her in the middle of a sermon <laughs> Amen. And, and she said, I heard chains fall to the ground and I am free. <laughs> Amen. I didn't have nothing to do with that. I mean, God did a work uh, on his own. See, God can show up at any time. Oh, he's more merciful than you could ever understand. He's better than you could ever know. He wants to help you more than you need help. He's a gracious God. He's a loving God. And he's saying, call unto me. David, he said in the Psalms, I cried unto the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from my fears. I cried unto the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from Oh, my enemy, some of you tonight need deliverance. Amen. From the taskmaster and the chains of bondage. Some of you need freedom from addiction and torment and, and addictions in, in different ways. Some of you are just fear wakes you up in the morning and it's got you by the throat, choking the life out of you and you don't even know how to face the day. Oh, some of you, the enemy just plundering you and plundering you and plundering you. Oh, I want you to know there's a Savior today and he's got Satan number and Satan has nothing on him. He's a glorious Lord, the King triumphing over it in the cross. I know I'm talking fast because I got a minus three minutes already. Oh man. Jesus can make a miracle out of your mess. Oh, we can mess up our lives really good sometimes. Sometimes messes come to us that are out of our control. But whatever the cause and whatever the reason, Jesus can put you on a path of breakthrough here tonight. He's saying, come to me. What we think is unredeemable, he declares, I can redeem it. My ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Amen. Amen. Are you hungry for a breakthrough? Are you thirsty for a touch of God? And, and what he is saying in the next... Wait, that's only first point. <laughs> point two, real quick. Take my yoke. See, this is progressive. Upon you and learn of me. What a gracious notion. He's saying that yoke that's crushing you, that yoke that's tormenting you, lose it. Take my yoke upon you for it's easy. It's a, it's a farming uh, uh, illustration. A yoke uh, it connects two working beasts together. 
Now, are you hearing what Jesus is saying? Lose that yoke of bondage. Come, I've got you a yoke laced with grace and with love, and you're going to be connected with me from now on. Everywhere I go, you go. We're connected here. Are we not the body of Christ? Are we not the one? And He will teach us His ways. He will teach us this life. He is gentle and lowly of heart. He says, my yoke is different than the yoke of bondage. My yoke is easy. Oh, what a life He's invited. He's saying, come to me. He's saying, learn of me. That the master architect of the universe, whose knowledge cannot even be searched out, says, look, come with me and I will teach you things. Call upon me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things you don't know. Amen. He's inviting us into intimacy and a connection. Oh, the Bible is clear that we are hid with Christ in God. That we are literally partakers of His divine nature. See, the head and the body, Jesus the head, the church, His body, are of the same nature. You're not here trying to live out life on earth and Jesus is all playing golf on Saturn somewhere. You have literally been grafted into His life. He's not a part of your life so He can reflect you. He has brought you into His life so you can reflect His nature. The fruit of the Spirit is the nature of God. The gifts of the Spirit is the power of God. And He says, I'm bringing you into everything I am. And we, many times, we don't understand our position, but He's bringing us from underdog to live a throne room lifestyle. Saying, what I did, you're going to do. He says, when you preach, declare the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the leper, cast out demons, raise the dead. Freely you receive, freely give. We're going to follow somebody. It comes down to who's number one. King Jesus or King me. See, we could love Jesus, but we could love other things more. We could want Jesus, but want other things more. Where is Jesus in your life today. He has brought us in. Don't let your potential go by the wayside. You are connected in the life of the King Himself. Hid with Christ in God, inseparable, that you may go forth and proclaim the graces of God. I've got to finish here. Number three. Number three, go for me. Go for me. And Jesus said to them again, I'm closing here, peace be unto you. As the Father sent me, I also send you. What a wonderful progression. I, I really didn't do it justice tonight. From come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. You're connected with me and I'm going to teach you my methods and my ways, walk in my righteousness so that you can go for me as my representative, being clothed with glory, 
clothed with light, that we could become so close to Jesus that people will recognize something special about us. I've had people, uh, and so many things that happen overseas, they just don't happen in America, but they're looking and there's just, there's, there's like this glow about you. There's something different. But that's what God has for us all. You are the light of the world. Why? Because you've been grafted into Christ. You're not separate from Christ. You're not, you're not a misfit. He's ahead and we're the body members in particular. He says, greater, very, very, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, he shall do. Listen, if Jesus didn't want us to reign with him now, he would not have given us his authority or keys to the kingdom to bind and to loose and to go in his name. But what we've done in this modern day church, we've settled in and made Christianity about church attendance. And we have more awe for worship leaders and rock star preachers than we do the Lord our God. Listen, God is tearing down idols we have erected and he's building up his altar. There's a line drawn in the sand today. Who are you going to serve? Who's really going to be number one? Who are you worshiping who are you serving because see we can't we can't have a savior without yielding to a lord many people want a savior because they want to be released from the the burden of sin but they don't want a lord to submit their life to you can't have it both ways you better buckle up buttercup amen you, you he's he summoned us to the throne room and saying go for me and as a good soldier obeys his commander, so are those of the true faith saying, oh, I've been purchased with a price, my Lord and my God. Whoever, whatever, however, I will shine for you. I will learn from you. I will crave you and hunger and thirst for you because you're insatiable. Uh, there's, there's never enough. And, and I'm going to pledge my life for you. For your glory, not for mine. We live in such a selfish, self-centered, self-pleasing world today. And God's calling us away from that. Saying, put your eyes on me. Come unto me. Let me fill your life. Connect with me. Go with me. Here's the thing. Jesus says that the Father sent me, so send I you. Look at the intimacy Jesus had with the Father. Look at the surrender Jesus had. Not, nevertheless, not my will, your will be done. Obedient even unto the death of the cross. Why did the early church turn the world upside down? They loved not their lives unto the death. Satan had no leverage over them. Why? Because they loved their God and their king. Amen. Are you ready for revival? Are you ready to see your city turned around? Are we ready? Are we really hungry for a move of God that brings trans when you pray and the power of God is released? Oh, we've seen it in part, but we have only just begun. And I'm going to ask you tonight, if you will be a person who will say, Lord, I will go for you. I'm going to let you teach me. I'm going I'm to give my burdens to you and I'm going to take, take what your life into me and I want to represent you. I want to go for you. I'm just going to ask you to stand to your feet right now. You say, Lord, I know you're God. You're Lord. I have, 
I have no other aspirations. You know, you can be a doctor. You can work at Walmart. You can, you can be a school teacher. You, you can be on construction. It doesn't matter. But, but let me tell you, he wants to live through you. And he wants you to know him. And let me tell you, the more you know him, the more confident you're going to be in who he is. Amen. Just lift up your hands to the Lord tonight. And let's just, in your own words, just begin to acknowledge his kingship and lordship over your life. Saying, Jesus, I want you to be the king of my life. Number one, I want my thoughts to be about you. I want my motives to be about you. Amen. Just begin to pray out, Lord Jesus, I want you, Lord, to rule and reign in me. I want to be a vessel fit for the master's use. I'm so great, greatly just astonished at your grace. That is that has been poured out, and that you would love me so much, and, and, and that I can come to you, and you're so close to us. And Lord, I thank you tonight for this church. I bless everyone that's here, and Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus, oh God, Lord, that we would be carriers of your flame and of your presence and of your glory and of your word and of your love and of your graciousness and of your compassion reaching out to humanity reaching out oh God as Jesus reached out speaking as Jesus thinking as Jesus going as Jesus for he himself has sent us and we thank you for it and Lord we pray for great seasons of fruitfulness in Jesus name amen amen God bless you all